Welcome back to the Nomi Podcast. We are already in December, which means that the year is nearly at its end. And around this time, we start to think about New Year's resolutions. Yuck. New Year's resolutions, as we know them now, are not really the best forms of goal setting. They tend to actually take should statements and icky self-deprecation and turn them on their head and all of a sudden turn that into goals as though that's supposed to be motivating. So... What we are going to talk about in this episode, and we're going to be extremely transparent so that you know what's coming, is how to set meaningful, purposeful goals that will move you toward a life of purpose and fulfillment and away from those shoulds and ought tos and all of that nonsense. And then we're going to talk about how to take those goals that are created from a sense of purpose and actually achieve them, actually bring them to fruition. And that is going to be where we will leave you on how to set 2023 up to be the best year yet. Sound good? Woohoo. Sounds great. Amazing. So let's dive in. First, mom, can you tell me a little bit about where a meaningful goal comes from? So I think a meaningful goal comes from knowing yourself, right? And knowing what your values and your principles and the driving force. So I think we get it backwards and that's why it gets so disappointing. It's about the to-do list, not about the to-be list. So imagine we started our goal setting with who do we want to be next year? Who do we want to show up as next year? What values do we want to highlight? What parts of us do we want to have shine the brightest? Absolutely. And just a clarification point, because a lot of times we throw around this word values. And if you've never done values work before, it might actually sound pretty overwhelming. But the show up is a great question, but also what qualities do I want to bring? So this is a really common way of getting to values. Whether you ask yourself what values you want to honor in the next year, who you want to show up as, who you want to be, or what qualities you want to bring. All of those will get to that same meat. And we'll put in the show notes some ideas of what are some of the languages around that. Let's put our money where our mouth is and let's Mm -hmm. actually take a value and pull a goal out of it. Because I think when we talk about this in high level terms, it can be quite difficult. So I answer this question, what qualities I want to bring, who I want to be, what values I want to bring to the table. Mm-hmm. How do I actually get to a goal from that? Because in my understanding, up until I started doing this practice myself, goals were always about doing. So it was about mm. I'm going to do the exercise or join the gym or start meditating. But let's mm-hmm. talk about the inverse for a second. So let's actually say because this is one of my values. Uh, so we can use me as instrument if it's okay with you, mom. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> that I want to show up generously as a generous person and honor my value of generosity in 2023. Where do I go from here? So let's first start with what does generous mean to you, Madeline? Ooh, good clarifying question. Generous to me is giving without needing to receive. It looks like being generous to myself. This is something I really want to work on in 2023. I feel I'm quite good at honoring generosity when it comes to others, but I really struggle with honoring generosity when it comes to myself. I feel that uh, self-compassion and self-kindness comes from generosity. And when I'm not being generous to myself, I'm often in a state of self-criticism or shoulds and shouldn'ts and all of this. I think the real meat of it now that I'm clarifying it out loud is that I really want to show up 
in my value of generosity for myself next year. So what you touched upon is a doing activity, which is some sort of self-care, some sort of self-compassion, some sort of affirming conversations with yourself. So Mm -hmm. if we want to support this state of being, we can now be specific about what doing activity might really support it the best. So would be saying an affirmation every morning be something that would resonate with you. Or maybe it is going and getting a massage or a hairstyle, or it could actually be joining that gym. Yeah, true. Absolutely true. (laughs) But what I love that you've presented here is that those are five, six different ideas off of the same value and Mm -hmm. you get to decide what resonates for you Mm -hmm. and I get to decide what resonates for me. So Mm -hmm. what's wonderful about it is that by starting with the value and the being, because that's really Mm -hmm. what values are, who we want to be, who we are. So by starting with the being, you open up a world of doing activities and you can try it on for size, which I think is one of the best parts of goal setting Mm -hmm. is when you allow space for flexibility within that goal, because all too often we just put those goals out there and then don't adapt to them as our lives change. We are just Mm -hmm. like, this is it. If I don't make that, I'm an absolute failure. Whereas if you start from a value and my goal around showing up generously for myself in January, showing up generously for myself might look like getting a massage. In February, showing up generously for myself might be reading a few books. Mm -hmm. You never really know. So allowing that space to attach the doing to the being Mm -hmm. really gives you the grace to be flexible in your needs in any given time, which I think just makes it so much more powerful than starting from the end result, which is one of my New Year's resolutions is going to be going to the gym. There's no attachment there. You mentioned the word flexible. And I think this is really important because I don't think it's emphasized enough when we are setting um, goals or even a plan, right? Another word I use a lot is is just being curious, meaning Mm. that we're not so focused on the outcome. We are focused on the journey along the way because you might go into it really wanting to be generous and you might find that you bump into another one of your really powerful virtues or values that you're like, oh, that's okay. Hello, kindness. Welcome to the party. Join along. While I'm hearing you talk, what's really coming to me is this concept of choice the power of choice. Because when we talk about flexibility, what we're inherently speaking about is choice. The fact that we are empowering ourselves to be able to make choice. And goals can be so incredibly binding. We tend to bind ourselves and strip ourselves of choice when we are so fixated on the doing activity and not mindful enough of the being state. And so when you talk about it being more about the journey and the milestones and the process rather than just the outcome and the achievement at the end, Mm -hmm. we re-empower ourselves with that choice. And this is an entire segment of the coaching framework that I'm trained in, which is called Coactive. We have an entire section of it called Balance Coaching. And Mm -hmm. it's all about choice. It's all about conscious choice and about Mm -hmm. knowing that every single thing we do is a choice. Every single thing we don't do is a choice. Every perspective Mm -hmm. we take is a choice. And by empowering ourselves with this choice rather than stripping ourselves of it before the year's even begun, I think that really gets to the core of how to make a year successful. Because what you're doing is you're saying, these are the things I dream for myself. 
This is mm-hmm. the stuff that feels really important to me. This is really the meat of what I want to get into with my life, but I'm still going to allow myself the spaciousness mm-hmm. of being able to choose what's right for me in that constant dialogue with myself. Constant dialogue with ourselves, but also the chatter that we hear from the external world as well that wants to put us in a pigeonhole. And then if we don't, if we're not paying attention to what does really make our heart sing or really resonates with us, then we are a sitting duck. And the other thing to remember is that when we're talking about values, right, when we're talking about who we want to be, we're usually talking about some pretty great stuff. I don't know about you, but I don't wake up in the morning and say, I want to be really uh, scroogey this holiday season. And I want to be braggy and selfish. And no, we don't say any of that stuff. But that is the script that's sometimes playing in the background. So it's a matter of taking that script, bringing it to the forefront, saying, oh, ick. I don't like that script. And then, like you said, empowering ourselves and having the choice to go, no, no, I would like the script to run more like this. What do I want to be known for? What do I want to be known for? And how am I going to make that materialize in this world? That's a really great question. So that's another one to add to this list of how to create a goal. So I'm going to flip us on our head quickly because Let's I think it. realistically, it's awesome if you can sit with yourself. Many of you may have already been doing values work and may already be familiar with these things. But for many of us, this is very new because as we've mentioned before, we are raised to focus on the doing. New Year's resolutions are a thing because we're focused on the doing. So it's completely mm-hmm. normal to hear all of this and say, yep, that sounds great. I still don't get it. I still don't know how I would start. So here's another option for you. Write your New Year's resolution list or even take your New Year's resolution list from last year. Don't want to create a new one. Start from your doing activities, but then ask yourself, why do I feel drawn to this thing? What makes this feel inspiring to me? What person am I being when I'm doing that activity? So if on your list, it is join the gym, I'm just using this because it's a very common example, but (laughs) if it's join the gym, it might be, well, I want to be healthier. Okay. What does that mean to you? Why is that important to you? This is one of my favorite questions. Whenever you Mm -hmm. go to any doing activity, just ask yourself, what makes this important to me? You'll probably end up at a value. (laughs) Right. It's the road. It's the road with one destination. But just asking yourself from that New Year's resolution list. What makes this feel important to me? And what's magical about this is that three different people might have the same New Year's resolution on their list and three different people might ask themselves that question. And there might be three different values at the end of that road because we all approach things from different purpose in life, but it's about aligning with that zhuzh, that spice and the values that come with it that helps us find our individual why, which is our main driver in our actions. I think the reason why it's so hard sometimes to set up these goals in this way is because we're so focused on what we didn't do. We're approaching the end of the year and we're going down the path of, and I didn't do this and I didn't do that and I didn't do this. And so I guess I get another year and I'll do carryovers. But anyways, (laughs) I digress. What, What I ask my clients to do is I say to them, I want you to go and for every month of the past year, I want you to reflect on a moment that you appreciated you, a moment that you were proud of you, a moment you felt empowered Mm -hmm. or you felt 
right? Confident or whatever. And I want you to visualize that moment. And then what I want you to do is I want you to go through that why list of why did I feel accomplished or why did I feel proud or why did I feel happy? What was it that was, once again, the value that supported that moment that I felt really good? Because otherwise we're stuck in a big puddle at the end of the year with all of this unrealized potential. (laughs) Unrealized potential. I love it. Yeah. Also, what's often there is unrealistic goals. And this is something, you know, you touched upon when you talk about Mm. the rollover stuff or the joining the gym. Ha ha. Is often when we start with the doing activity, we might be taking something from the external world like, oh, I want to be healthy. Healthy people do these things. Therefore, I will do these things rather than actually trying to figure out what's going to work for you and what's going to make you to be the most successful mm-hmm. being that you want to be. Right. And one of the things that we discussed, so tipping my hand a little bit here, when we were preparing for this podcast was the idea of goal setting within reality. Um, mm. Because oftentimes when we goal set for ourselves, we create worlds that don't exist for us, dreamlands, uh, where we're just setting ourselves up for disappointment because that world that we're setting that goal in for ourselves is not something that we can actually have right now. And so when we talk about the people we want to be, it's important to also understand how we reconcile that with our reality the way it is now, but still striving to bring those values to the table. So mom, can you tell me a little bit more about any tools that you have with marrying our reality to our dreams and aspirations? There is a worksheet that I recommend to people and it's called aligning your values with your goals. And so basically what you do is it gives a laundry list, which is really helpful to put some language around these value things. So it gives you a list of those values and you pick them and you pick two or three values, right? Or you pick 10, 20, 30 values that are really important Mm -hmm. to you. And then you go through your domains of your life that are important. Like let's pick finance. I tend to be a finance lady. And that's one of the things that's usually on my resolution list or on my hopeful list is like, I want to have more disposable income to use for travel. And so there's the goal to have more disposable income to use toward travel. It's not really about the disposable income, but it plays a role in it. But what is it about travel, right, that makes my heart sing? One of the things is I'm a curious person and I love to travel because it allows me to learn. I also love to learn about different cultures and different. It also it also inspires fun and mm. relaxation and, and those kinds of things. And so it, to support all of that, I need to have the goal of the income or the the disposable income to support those values that equal traveling. So it's a really great tool that kind of helps you really get down to why do you want that goal? And is it unrealistic because it's maybe too specific. Maybe it's so specific if you go to your health one that I have to join that gym and I've got to do eight exercise classes a day and that Mm. equals my resolution. No. How about if it's just that I want to pay 
more attention to my health. What kind of health? Oh, all my health, my mind, body, spirit health. And then, you know, you can see that might encompass a whole bunch of things. Yeah. And I think just taking this concept of marrying our goals with reality one step Mm -hmm. further is when we start with the values, as we've been really beating into the ground, but when we start with the values, we have this opportunity to ask ourselves, if I want to show up as generous, or if I want to show up as inspiring, or if I want to show up as curious, any value, right? What is possible? What is a first Mm. step? And I think often we get so far ahead of ourselves in goals that we're like a mile down the road, instead of just asking, what is the very first step? So you talk about your goal in terms of income related to your travel, related to your curiosity and adventurous spirit and all of these things. That's awesome. For someone, it might be that they have that exact same desire and those same values, but their income is not really something that is the easiest to dial up. Mm. What is possible? We often get so fixated in what's not possible in the can'ts that we don't look at what is possible. And usually just that first step opens another whole set of doors, which then opens another whole set of doors. And it's Mm -hmm. just that momentum that gets us going. So if the ultimate goal is the increased disposable income, it might not be quitting your job and going to start a business where you're going to make a million dollars a year. (laughs) It might be just that first conversation, that first idea, that first afternoon you set aside for a side project or the Mm -hmm. first idea that you just journal on for a little bit. It's not always going to be earning the dollar. That's the first step. It could be a hundred other things before you actually get to that place. But starting from values gives you the opportunity to zoom way out rather than if you just started as I want to make more money. So I think this is a really great opportunity for us to shift more into, okay, how do we set ourselves up for not disappointment, but success (laughs) in once we have these goals, once we've created them from our values and our being, not our doing, how do we actually take action into creating real results? One of the things that I like to do is imagine what it would take or what I would need in order to say, I'm happier than I've ever been in my relationship, my job, my health, Mm -hmm. my family, my finances, And then attach the actions, right, that are needed for me to be able to say that statement. And then if I've already done the values work, then I can also attach the values. I love this question. I think there's so much power in it. And I also think that when we're using questions like this to get to meaningful action from our values, we start with the being, we get to the doing, we're in the action space, right? And then we're trying to figure out how to integrate those actions into our lives to be successful in achieving the being goals. It's also a really great opportunity to take stock of your beliefs because every now and again, Mm -hmm. while you're setting these goals, you might run up against a belief that's going to prevent you from being successful. And I have a very concrete example here. So going back to my value of generosity and wanting to show up as generous toward myself in 2023, let's say that I decide the actions I'm going to take are to create more time to read for myself every day because reading is really nourishing for me. And I'm going to start going on walks without my dog 
where I mm. actually get to just relax because I always mm -hmm. feel like I have to bring him with me whenever I'm leaving the house for just a walk because it just feels cruel to leave that beautiful boy <laughs> behind. And so here's the thing, right? I even just hinted at it a little bit, which is that while I'm creating these actions, there's this knot in my stomach. And usually that knot comes from a belief that might not be very useful for me. And because I've done some pre-reflection work, I know what it is, which is that taking time for myself is selfish. And this is what has been a hurdle for me up until now in showing up generously for myself. Because I feel that when I take time for myself, I'm taking it away from someone or something else. So it's a zero sum game. Someone wins, mm -hmm. someone loses the end. While I'm getting into the action and I'm feeling that tension in my body and I do that reflection work and I un uncover that belief, I have the opportunity to say, that's not useful. And there's this really great concept of useful beliefs, very similar to Brene Brown's stories we tell ourselves and the idea, again, with choice right. that we can mm -hmm. rewrite the narratives we tell ourselves, similar, we can decide to leave a belief at the door, even if it's just as an experiment to say, right. okay, what if I decided the thing, and this is going to be radical to some people, what if I decided that my belief for the next year is that taking time for myself is the best thing I can do for others, Yeah, is the most generous thing I can do for others. I can even mm -hmm. put my value in there to pack a punch. So right. taking time for Madeline means being generous to others. And this is where it gets a bit radical. So in this concept of useful beliefs, truth is overrated. It doesn't actually matter if that statement is true. It matters if it's useful to me. And I can promise you, I'm not a fortune teller or a psychic, but I can promise you that if I truly held on to the belief that taking time for myself was the most generous thing I could do for others... And I acted based on my goal of wanting to show up generously for myself while holding that belief. I would have a very beautiful 2023. I think the people around me would be very successful. I think I would be very successful because this is the thing. I know what's useful to me. It doesn't matter if it's true. It just matters if it's useful. And I know that belief is powerful in enabling me to show up, as you said earlier, in a value which tends to be a great thing so that I can have that ripple effect on others around me when I am thriving in my life. And that is so important. And I talk to myself about this and also to clients is about creating the win-win. And a useful belief is creating the win-win where there's not a win and a loss, right? Yeah, true. Because when there's a win and a loss, it speaks for itself, right? But when we are creating a win-win and there's a sometimes just a millimeter of a difference between the two wins and their equality, we pick us first. And the reason we do that is because what you highlighted, the reality is that that's where we have all the control. And mm. that's where we have all of the power. And you're absolutely right. That's where the ripple effect starts with us. So there's no ripple effect if we don't start with us. So we create a win-win. We know we're always going to look for the win-wins. But if we can't by just a fraction or maybe a little more, we're going to pick us so we can start that ripple effect. Absolutely. And I love this concept because the other thing is that when we're setting goals 
for ourselves. We are setting goals for ourselves. It may right. have effects on other people, but there's no point in watering down a goal because you're, before you even achieve it, worried about mm -hmm. everybody else. Mm -hmm. Set the goals that are going to be best for you. And chances are, if you are a kind, caring, loving, gorgeous human being, which mm -hmm. you will most likely are, other people will benefit by you taking care mm -hmm. of what's important to you. And it's mm -hmm. not just you getting the rest you need, you getting the rejuvenation you need, et cetera. Although all of that is great. It's also you thriving. When I thrive, my husband benefits. <laughs> when I'm not right. thriving, he sure as heck <laughs> loses out. <laughs> While we're setting these goals, it's important to know that when you're starting from a place of value, which is what's important to you, which is what will make you feel fulfilled, which is what will help you thrive, you're placing that as a priority in your life. If you are successful, you will inevitably have a positive impact on the people around you. So create that space for yourself. Really show up for yourself when you're creating goals, not from your shoulds, whether they're coming from inside or outside, but really from what power you want to bring into this next stage. And it doesn't just have to be a year, by the way. It could just be a week. Or it could just be the next moment, right? Mm -hmm. The next moment. And what you're talking about is, I think, the word goals sometimes feels a little rigid. And and so that's sometimes difficult to align our values, right, with our goals. But I think when we do that, when we're aligning our values with our goals, we are defining purpose. We are. We're defining meaning. And so it doesn't have to be this elusive thing that I guess you do when you're 95 or 105, you do it on a daily basis of having meaning behind each and every action, behind each and every moment is just so much richer. Yeah, this really brings a reflection question to mind. And if you're a journaler, you can journal. I like to also reflect in conversation with people who I know will hold space for me, or you can do it in a voice note. But the question is if I were to live the next year on purpose, who would I be and what would I do? What if yeah. I lived my life on purpose for the next moment, for the next week, for the next year, whatever time increment you want to do? What would mm -hmm. that mean? What possibilities? Mm -hmm. Be wild. Actually try on a few different perspectives and decide there's that choice again. Take conscious mm -hmm. choice in what energy you're going to bring into that time period. And I think this can just be such a great way of, as you said, getting beyond just the goal and rooting yourself more in the purpose. Yeah. But just shifting your mindset a little bit toward conscious choice of purpose rather than going through the motions, it becomes more natural over time. You really get into a mm -hmm. good groove. And, and this being more mindful, right, of who we are and, and are we making ourselves smile? When I'm reflecting on not even the doing activity, I'm, I'm usually smiling because I know, like you said, naturally what it also showed up for me that made it meaningful. And one of the other things that I do a lot is because sometimes I have trouble saying no to certain things is I use this technique and I ask myself, if you're saying no to something, right, mm -hmm. maybe it's an activity or that doing thing rather than the other doing thing. If you're saying no to that, what are you saying yes to? And vice versa, because there's not a no without a yes, and there's not a yes without a no. So if I am climbing into a bubble bath, I'm saying yes to maybe that health 
and well-being. And I'm saying no to whatever that thing that wasn't supporting the health and well-being. So looking at that as well, including if you didn't hit, say, a marker for a goal. Why didn't you? But maybe the why is because you said yes to something else, even more spectacular than yeah. that other, right? Yes, I couldn't agree more. And I think that's just a beautiful way of summing it up. By the way, if the point that Cynthia just made, mom, I always feel weird calling you Cynthia, but <laughs> if the point that Cynthia just made resonated and you haven't listened to our episode called Managing Your Energy and Preventing Burnout, we talk more extensively about that yes and no dynamic and the managing of energy. So definitely give that a listen. It's one of our most popular episodes. But I love that you brought it back to choice. And because I think one of the places we wanted to end this podcast with was this idea of, okay, but what if you feel like you're failing at goals? And the reality is you just can't if you work with this framework. Everything is choice. When you're saying no to something, you're saying yes to another. And when your mind is in your values and your mind is in your purpose, then you're serving the larger purpose, right? If purpose is the big umbrella and the values are the little things underneath it, then you might shift from one value to the other, tag two, team two together, pivot around a little bit. But if you're focused on the umbrella of purpose, then you're always going to be moving your life in a direction of empowerment and fulfillment and thrive, right? That, that magic sauce. And so you really can't fail then. If you're showing up as the person that makes you feel the most authentically you and you are taking conscious choice and action every single step of the way, then there's just no failure. There's only learning and progress right. on a maybe a different path than you expected, but that's all learning too. So you just get to move forward and you just get to do it curiously, as my mom likes to say, yep. and joyfully because there's just mm -hmm. so much joy in living life on purpose. Absolutely. So we have covered a lot in this podcast episode, as per usual. We talked about how to form goals that are meaningful and driven by purpose rather than just in the bustle of doing activities. And we also talked about how to set yourself up for success in achieving those goals because there's just no room for failure. There's only room for learning when you come from a place of purpose. So without further ado, we come to the end of the episode, which of course we have to button up with a gorgeous quote from Cynthia Garrett. Take us away, mom. So this quote is from Anne Mulcahy. Who you are, what your values are, what you stand for, they are your anchor, your North Star. You won't find them in a book. You'll find them in your soul. As always, thank you for spending this time with us. We are incredibly grateful to have your ear and we can't wait to hear more from you. The feedback has been great so far. So thank you for everyone who's reached out. As we've mentioned in the past, we are releasing mini casts in the near future. So if you have any questions where you want to expand further on something in an episode, please feel free to reach out. All of our contact information is in the show notes and at the end of the episode. And until next time, be well. That brings us to the end of this episode. If you enjoyed our show, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and be sure to come back next time for more helpful conversations. You can get in touch to work with us one-on-one -on -one or request a topic at any time by emailing us at podcast at nomi.coach. Until then, this is Cynthia and Madeline asking you to be good to you.